0: Now playing Movie Reviews in
1: 20 Qs. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I'm your host, Sam, and as you guys can tell by the name of the podcast, we are doing Coming to America. We're doing the original because the sequel comes out very soon, and we will probably be having a crack at that. But before we get into that, I am joined firstly by one of my usuals, Liz. How are you, Liz?
2: I am excellent. Thank you, Sam. Uh, since Stacey isn't here, then I'll just say that I'm super excited to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. You're using Stacey's lines already. <laughs> now, Liz, totally. uh, Liz, listeners just want to know after your uh, run in with M on the Mummy episode, are you guys friends?
2: Oh, of course. Um, Lovers? Yeah, no. It's It was, no, I don't have the requisite appendages she might require, given the uh, mummy episode. I mean, there have been a couple of weird, like, sand whipping up around me, and there was, like, this weird black cat.
1: Did you live in darkness for three days?
2: Yeah, it was great. I just (laughs) slept.
1: I'm fucking jealous. Oh, my God. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
1: Anyway, enough of that. Uh, As I said, we're doing Coming to America, and if we're doing Coming to America, then we've got to go to America to get America's best podcaster. It's Colby Mack. How the hell are you, Colby?
0: Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Kobe Mack, and I'm finally and so glad
1: to be back on the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast. Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. There's the energy I was looking for.
2: Yeah, we're thrilled to have you back.
1: Absolutely. We've got the Shazam crew. The guys that did Shazam. We're all back 100%. again on this, yeah. on this to do <laughs> yeah. this again.
2: I mean, listen listen to that smooth voice. He is probably the smoothest guy on any podcast I've listened to. I, knew this, to I knew this was going to get
1: sexual. Whoa! I wasn't me-
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, no, do more of that.
0: um, (laughs) I'm so happy to be back. I can't believe it's been almost two years. But um, the fact that I have Sam here and Liz at the same time, this is going to be a great
2: time. Oh, my Lord. Sam, I'm going to need a moment.
1: Same. (laughs) Wow. I think you can. I should feel both of our nipples. I think this is getting pretty damn exciting around here.
2: <laughs> Sam, I've asked you before, and I'll say it again: please do not talk about my
1: nipples. <laughs> Can't help myself. <laughs> Stop doing podcasts with your top off, then, Liz. And I won't have some. I won't have you to wish. fucking talk about them. You wish.
2: Okay. Do I? Hey,
1: anyway, let's get back to the movie because uh, <laughs> we could talk <laughs> about Liz's nipples oh, for hours.
2: Okay, no talking about them. Uh. <laughs>
1: Anyway, coming to America, I've seen Colby rave about this online before, about how it's like one of his favorite movies.
0: Colby- Oh, no, 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 not one of. This is the pinnacle of pinnacle of movies. This is the greatest movie to me of all time. This is my hands down number one super crown jewel movie that if aliens came down from space and said, Earthling, tell me what's your greatest film recommendation or I'll blow up the planet and I'll present to them this marvelous thing. Eddie Murphy's coming to America wow getting
2: ptsd flashbacks
1: from the mummy yes <laughs> this is two weeks in a row that we're doing somebody's favorite movie of all time oh and that. The,
2: yeah oh cool i think though uh you won't be cursing me with zimundan plagues or anything
0: <laughs> i don't think so
1: considering this is one of your favorite films colby why don't you give us a plot why don't you give us a rundown on the plot of this film for people who haven't seen it i mean they should but for people that haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while and need to know what this movie is about, why don't you give us a quick plot?
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially, this movie is about a young man coming into his own. He's the prince of a royal kingdom who is betrothed to someone that he doesn't know. And as opposed to living out a life and getting a wife who is just there to be objectified. He wants something more, something substantive, and he feels like he's going to find a woman who he can respect, value their opinion, their ideas, and their mind more than just their body than in America. Man, you could
1: tell this was made in
0: the 80s. Um, and then <laughs> hijinks <high> ensue.
1: <laughs> That's it. Basically, he goes to Queens, and he tries to find his queen. Basically, She's so
0: perfectly logical. logical.
1: Yeah. Christ, I can't even speak English today. Good work, Liz. Review scores of 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. So, yeah, as as mentioned, starring Eddie Murphy, we've got Arsenio Hall in there playing. Well, basically him and Eddie Murphy play about five different roles each. It's pretty, pretty awesome. James Earl Jones, classic. everyone's favorite dad. He's playing King Joffe and also Madison Sinclair is playing the Queen, which is phenomenal because they played Mufasa and his wife in uh, Lion King. So they've legitimately repeated themselves as being kings and queens, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God, I didn't know that, that James Earl Jones was Mufasa. That sure. makes a later question make a lot more sense.
1: You are just an absolute pro at doing po- uh, <laughs> podcasts, aren't podcast. I don't know. What to
2: say
0: um,
2: <laughs> although I have to say, I have to say, I did recognize—like, I didn't recognize James L. Jones by looking at him. Yeah. But when I saw his name come up, I was like, "Oh my god, James L. Jones!" I had no idea. Like, that was such a cool surprise.
1: Uh, also in the mix, we've got John, John Amos as Cleo McDowell. We've got Sherry Headley as Lisa McDowell. We've got Alison Dean as Patrice McDowell. And random cameos Cuba Gooding Jr pops up, Samuel
0: L. Jackson yeah. pops up. oh so many so many folks inside this movie. this is where they got their start. I mean, there's a lot of like stand ups that are in here, just to do, like doing a little bit of bit work and stuff like this movie is like a wealth of like
1: talent yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. directed by John Landis, and Zia yeah, came out in nineteen eighty eight Anyway, let's get into our usual part of the podcast. So if you haven't heard this podcast before, a little bit of a rundown. As I mentioned, we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move into three personal questions that we thought of while we were watching this film and finish on either a listener question or a Patreon question. Usually, but because the sequel's coming out, we're going to finish on how amped we might be for the sequel as it literally drops about five days, six days after we release this. or well, probably the day or that we release this episode, the sequel's coming out. So, the one that we always start with is a compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good if we are giving this a score over 5,000. Alternatively, there is the hyperbole sandwich, throwing this straight out there to you, Cobby Mac, you can start us off, which is if you're giving this a score over 10,000, you can give it one thing good, one thing great, and one thing good. Alternatively, I don't think Liz is going to do this two weeks in a row. I don't think she's going to break too many people's hearts that frequently, but there is also the shit sandwich, which is one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad if we're giving a score under 5,000. But who knows? Who knows with Liz? Maybe Liz just hates people. Anyway, let's go over oh, to Colby. <laughs>
2: I've been saying I hate people for years. Uh, yeah, 100%. Very but I'm not sure I hate Colby. You'll have to wait and see.
1: Ooh, can't wait. Colby, start us off, man. You hit us with your compliment, hyperbole or shit sandwich.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is easily, like, just Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy in the middle, and then Eddie Murphy in the end. Like, it's so much Eddie Murphy, and it's just pure perfection, as perfect as this man's mustache is. That's how perfect <laughs> this Eddie Murphy sandwich is. And I want to like, I want to like savor every bite. Like I want to like, you know, you do like the first three bites, you know, left, middle and then right. Yeah. Right? And then you like turn it around. I like, I like, for some reason, I like to eat my sandwiches like a saucer, right? So like I just go <laughs> in a circle till I get to the core. There's no judgment here.
1: So that's it. Yeah. That's just Eddie Murphy all around. That's your, that's your Eddie whole Eddie Murphy thing. all around. And what about. I mean, this,
0: yeah. is, this is him, man. This is, this is his, is. his brainchild, right?
1: Absolutely. As a score out of 10,000. Rose petals. Rose petals, yes, rose petals. As a score out of 10,000 rose, rose petals. petals.
0: Oh, yeah, this is easy, like 25,000 rose petals.
1: 25,000. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's that's yeah. a good hyperbole. I'm very proud of you, Colby. Good on you, man. Yeah. What you. about you, Liz?
2: Yeah, no shit sandwiches here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. Whoa. Yeah, no, I enjoyed this movie. This is good. Um, the, the first thing I'm going to say is uh, the woman in this film were pretty awesome. Like, I really liked the female lead, Lisa. She was, you know, passionate. You know, she wasn't just dating Daryl for his money or anything like that, you know, which is, they could have taken easy way out on that, and I thought that they didn't. She was great. And, um, yeah, and even the queen was a bit of a bolshy bitch, and, yeah, it was awesome. For my not-so-great, no pebbly sandwich, but still, um, I found it was probably just a little bit predictable. Like I kind of expected the story to go where it went, which is not necessarily a bad thing. All the time, you know, but you are saying it's a bad thing. Throw in a couple of twits. Well, you know, I was kind of like, okay, yep, yeah, that's nice. It would have been maybe nice to throw in a couple other little cool twists that I didn't expect. But my other good thing is, it's like the juxtaposition of power, which sounds wanky, but basically all I mean is, you know, when you've got this, this very rich. Regal, elegant black man coming into America and being in New York, and there's all these vulgar, poor white people. I just feel like in the '80s that was probably quite powerful, like for black people um, to to see this and just go, "Oh, fucking a," you know. Like, and and um, I might be wrong on that, but um, yeah, for me that was a really cool tone to see, like just see that kind of flipping of the the what you'd usually see in a Hollywood film.
1: Yeah, I can take that.
2: Yeah, so um I'm gonna give this movie probably I'm gonna go pretty high actually. I'd say probably eight thousand and sixty three Rose Petals, like Wow yeah. It's an eighties yeah. film It's an eighties film, so I go into it expecting it to be, you know, a little bit sexist or you know <laughs> but actually most of it wasn't too bad. I mean there were quite some quite a few bare breasts and whatnot, but um no, it held up. It really held up, yeah. and up. there was some quite a few serious laughs in this film. So yeah. I'd watch it again.
1: Fair yeah. enough. Uh, I am not going to break your heart, Eva Colby. My first good thing is that I find the story is like insane and preposterous in parts, but at the same time, it, the movie knows how to shift tone and ground itself when it needs to. And I feel mm. like the juxtaposition between the two of them is like quite organic and quite fresh. And it's yeah, I'll get into my other good thing very soon. But I feel like it just, it just knows when to ground itself. It knows when to be stupid and insane. And it knows how to have these quite sweet and tender moments, which I thought was just amazing. Now, my great thing, because yes, this is a hyperbole sandwich. This is one of my favorite comedies of all time. I have been <gasps> waiting to talk about this for years. I watched this movie probably 50 times as a kid. I used to wow. love this movie. I used to walk up to people and say, the royal penis is clean. And that's why oh, I was God. institutionalized for a year. <laughs>
0: but at least
1: your am oh, getting was so excited clean. yeah I, well that's right and i'm royal even better and so it was clean yeah. but yeah hyperbole sandwich for this one the great thing is you're right like eddie murphy but he is just known for bringing this chaotic mental energy to it and in this film he, is, he plays this role so well and that he's not the most craziest thing in the movie it's like Nicolas yeah. cage in con air he's not the most craziest thing in an otherwise crazy movie Whereas Eddie Murphy gets to be the most sane thing, but then he has these tiny little other roles that he's playing, like the old Jewish guy, or the or the Clarence the barber, and he just gets to be these like abstract insane versions of himself. And couple that with like senior halls performances, like some of like River and Brown and stuff like that. Like oh, I just love it, man. Oh, yeah. The performances all round. James or Jones absolutely love him. And then final good thing as well is so many comedies run almost two hours, and you just feel like tired you just feel like oh this is stretched on for longer and it needs to the jokes have sort of starting to wear thin all the best parts are in the first half an hour 45 minutes this film was not like that at no point did i feel like it was bloated or like dragging its heels or trying to get to a point and trying to cover off parts of stories and you know not giving stuff the time it deserves this just didn't feel bloated at the same time it didn't feel short-shifted and that's exactly what i love about this film Probably not as much as Colby, but I'll go twenty thousand. I'll go twenty thousand out of ten thousand. Oh, wow. A lot of rose petals. I was going to go five hundred thousand rose petals, aka the amount of dollars that Simi needs when he's trying, <laughs> trying to bail out his mate. But I've got to go listen,
2: Colby, because this million? is Colby's favorite
1: film of all time. So I've got to keep it. Yeah.
2: You don't think a million would be too much? I oh, am. Yeah. Mm, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe a million. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, yeah, I've got to say. I'm really uh, was stoked that, that this movie came up and that I had a reason to watch this movie because it's not something I necessarily would have picked just off of like a Netflix lineup. But nah, it was really great.
1: Weirdly, this is the fourth time I've watched it in the last year. Oh. It just, I just keep watching it. It's, Stacey had never seen it before and we watched it's
0: it. It's an insanely rewatchable film. It's insanely like, rewatchable. All the jokes hold up, like you said. It, 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 and it's one of those films where like, you know, we've all like had those films like, I want to show this to as many people as possible. Yeah. Right? So, like, we would like, hey, hey. <laughs> you want to put on Coming to America? You haven't seen Coming to America? Yes. Yo, we should watch Coming to America. <laughs> like, that's how it is.
2: Um, it says something that Coming to America is yours and Sam's is the room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I just want people to wallow in insanity, Liz. <laughs> so uncool. Anywho, that moves us over to question number two, which is the first of our Patreon questions. Comes courtesy of Holly of the Contrarians a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine by arguing why a beloved film is crap or a crap film is, should be beloved. And yeah, go check them out. There'll be a link down in the show notes. And what's this question there, Colby? What is your most controversial opinion about this film?
2: Um, okay, so I wasn't too bothered about the barbershop scenes. I could have taken or leave, left them, which is probably sacrilege, but I actually think it might be a cultural thing. Like that's not mm. really a New Zealand thing, but I get the vibe that it's quite an American... Like, I just don't think I got it as much as I might have had I been, like, a American or, like, a New Yorker or whatever.
1: You're a massive Rocky Marciano fan, though, aren't you?
2: Yeah, it's great.
1: She's forgotten to say What? Same.
2: <laughs> no, there was a bunch of it I also couldn't follow very well, so I was like... It's very I don't, I don't know what this guy specific. is yelling about. Like, what?
1: Yeah, boxing's not a very <laughs> popular sport, so when he's, like, yelling about Joe Lewis and Rocky Marciano, you've probably got no idea.
2: Oh, no. Okay, yes, I do remember the, the boxing part. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wait, isn't Rocky just a movie?
0: God. No. <laughs>
2: Listeners, I have broken Sam.
1: I think this may be a record. You've broken me. I'm just sending out a tweet to: Hey, has anyone seen Coming to America yet? And want to replace the stupid, <laughs> dumb girl on our podcast? <laughs>
2: Your face is stupid.
0: (laughs) So so there's Sylvester Stallone's Rocky, and there's Rocky Marciano, who's an actual, like, uh, a
2: Oh, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Marciano. Yeah, okay, fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he's taken the name of Rocky from Rocky Marciano in the films.
2: Got it. Okay, I never really watched him.
1: Yeah, are you kidding? (laughs) Never would have worked that out.
2: Oh, fuck you. in your (laughs) face.
1: Oh, I love you, Liz. My one is, well, I mean, I've given it a hyperbole sandwich, so this won't really come as a surprise to anyone, but I, I do believe that this is the best Eddie Murphy movie of the 80s. I re- like, a lot of people love Beverly Hills Cop. I enjoy Beverly Hills Cop. I don't love it as much as other people. I enjoy Trading Places. I was trying to think of the other ones that he did. 48 Hours, which is kind of popular, quite a lot of people enjoy. I'd rate it above those ones. I know that's sacrilege because I feel like Beverly Hills Cop gets way more love than this film does, which I think is unjustified.
0: It does, but like I can understand it because I, I think th- there, there's an affinity for buddy cop comedies. Like, just mm. like, just it's like, you know, oh, we got our lethal weapon, we got our like, you know, Die Hard with a Vengeance, you know, we got this, we got that. So, like, I can, I can understand that. And like, I think the soundtrack in Beverly Hills Cop is like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Like, I, I, I get it. And it did come before this, right? Correct. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is about like Eddie Murphy's, like, a lot of these films. Feel like they don't necessarily feel like '80s films to me. Like in my mind, I thought Beverly Hills Cop came out after Coming to America, and that's because <laughs> like I watched this so young. Like I, rem- I distinctly remember being like four and a half years old wow. watching this movie. Yeah, and my mother had it on like on on. V- so I had this film, right? I had Harlem Nights, and then I had um, Beverly Hills Cop, and then I had The Golden Child. Like my mom would just say, "Okay, I cannot afford a babysitter, so here's these four VHS tapes. Go crazy," and that would just keep me busy. All day long. That's nice. amazing.
1: Yeah. But well, what about you, Colby? What's your most controversial opinion?
0: Yeah, I think we need more professional bathers. Um, <laughs> like, I, like, I truly do believe, like, one, so I've been to, like, a bathhouse before. Well, okay, no, I've been to a spa that has a, uh, a table shower. And it's the most, like, decadent experience that my body has felt in a really, really long time. Um, being professionally bathed. I love it. And, you know, now, granted... Whatever goes on afterwards, I, that's not for me. But like just the whole bathing part, like, I, see, I, I find a way agree. to fit that in my budget, being professionally bathed, you know? I'll figure it out.
2: See, yeah, no, I don't, I don't agree, because I went to a bathhouse in Turkey, a hammam with my sister, and they're like, okay, come sit down here, and i take off your tops. And me and my sister are like, oh, no, we can't, <laughs> we can't see each other's, no, oh, no, it was super <laughs> uncomfortable. And we're like, okay, look, I'll sit this way, and you sit this way, and we won't look. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And it was just really weird having someone wash my boobs for me. I was like, honestly, I can do this myself. I don't really take a lot of washing.
1: Why did you even go by in the way? There?
2: <laughs> well we wanted like we wanted like a
1: refresh. roll. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, really. But in Turkey. Like it was in Istanbul. I was just like, Well look, we'll give it a go and look, it wasn't it wasn't like it was the worst experience ever. It was just I thought I'd give it a try. It probably wasn't my cup of tea. But um yeah.
1: Fair enough. Just
2: have to professionally disagree. I
1: was wondering how long it would take before Prudish Liz came out, and there she is. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Prudish Liz.
2: (laughs) You are welcome.
1: (laughs) Anywho, Liz, it's your turn for question number three, which is also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of Chris Yeaney. You're the man, Chris. Thank you so much for being one of our $5 Patreons. What's he got there, Liz? All
2: right. Cheers, Chris. Uh, His question is, what song would you have inserted into this film and where?
1: So at one point... We get a scene, like, kind of about halfway into the movie where Prince Akeem and Simi go to a bar and they start hitting on girls and, like, basically it's a revolving list of girls with weird sort of oddities about them. And then at one point we get Arsenio Hall playing what is credited as being an extremely ugly girl. And I would have loved it if Aerosmith's Dude Looks Like a Lady was playing in the background.
2: That would have been quite creative.
1: It just makes sense. It's just the most on-the-nose one I could think of. So there you go, Christine. Nice.
0: What like you, it.
1: Yeah, I would have done
0: Eddie Murphy's party all the time in that very scene. Oh nice. You know, it's a club scene. During the interview of all these women. I want to party all the time. Party all. Like, come on. Yeah. 100%. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. That was a
2: missed opportunity.
0: God damn
1: it, um, you're gonna.
2: You're going to hate mine because it totally doesn't fit, but I'm going to do it anyway. I feel like they should have gone back to the bar once he had, once he and Lisa were hitting it off. And they could have danced. And they could have danced to Dancing Queen oh, by geez. ABBA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Surely you'd have it after they got married, right? Uh, dancing Queen.
2: Yeah, sure. Whatever. Just as long as she was there and she was dancing, then it would have fit. It's just what came to mind. And I thought, I'm running with that, even though ABBA came to America, they don't really mesh super wonderfully, but there we are. They're both delightfully camp so maybe there is a little bit of similarity there
1: yep colby wins that round anyway next question
2: yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah.
1: next question comes courtesy of dave baker dave has his own patreon as well at patreon.com forward slash your favorite link down in the show notes on it he posts a ton of awesome content that you guys should be all checking out follow the link and you yeah, get on it and David, has two questions that we obviously alternate between podcasts but the one that we've gone with this week is which character from this film would have the biggest social media following and on what platform
0: you know what i would say i'm not gonna take the obvious one i'm gonna go randy watson and sexual child
2: right? <laughs> i mean
0: a- they can sing like <laughs> like i mean you know his rendition of uh what, what's this what, oh my god what's the song that he sings uh, I believe the Best children one, are the future. The oh, oh, Christ. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Yo, come on. I mean, it was great, right? You know, shout out to uh, the Black Awareness Month pageant. Yeah. random <laughs>
2: yeah. and then they didn't even choose a winner they were just like okay thanks no. ladies in bikinis you can go now they all win
1: there you go we all won and then they
2: the whole win. thing was supposed to be like all churchy like it felt quite churchy and then there's these yes. women in bathing suits okay, okay. You know, so I can just
0: imagine you know Randy Watson after he got off like you know just getting on like you know on IG or something like that on a Spotify absolutely just crushed the Black Awareness pageant and it was great <laughs> download my album it's on Spotify right now yeah, definitely. Legit.
2: I would have gone with, well, and I was sort of like, I think this answer applies if, if there was social media in the 80s or if we're talking about who they are now, because I feel like Lisa would have had the um, best social media presence. If it was in like the 80s as her prior to like marrying Akeem, I'm going with like a black feminist activist, just like she'd be all over Twitter, just like posting up about, you know – um, like the um, black lives matter movement and she'd be right in there and she'd be she'd be a bloody queen just doing that but then if it was done now i reckon heaps of people would want to follow her stories maybe on instagram or whatever about like you know a american woman going to become the queen of an african nation like i think that could be quite cool
0: yeah she's oh absolutely it's like yeah she's the reverse Meghan markle yeah reverse Meghan markle yeah
2: yeah it was almost as good as Princess Diaries. I'm joking. Oh, Jesus, I'm joking. that was a joke. <laughs> Why
1: are you bringing down the podcast like this?
2: <laughs> hey, at least I went Princess Diaries and not the one with Julia Stiles, which name I can't remember now. A oh, Prince and Me, the Prince and Me. They literally just ripped off Coming to America and pretty much just turned them, turned everyone white, and that's how they made this that movie. So.
0: Sounds like America. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, yeah. They're like,
1: this was <laughs> Never heard of that before. black
2: people, but let's turn it white <laughs> and then it'll be amazing. And you're like, yeah, but was it? <laughs> it was okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The one for me is uh, Reverend Brown, played by Arsenio Hall. I could just <laughs> imagine him being, he'd, he'd be on Twitter, probably Facebook, actually, because, you know, like the older people yeah. love to be on Facebook. Yeah. And he'd probably have some unhinged rant that went viral and people got behind him and were just like, yeah, this guy's the man. Because he is. He's, he's pretty unhinged. But, you know, he's awesome. He's a great character. Yeah, absolutely. No, he,
0: he, he, he's, he is, like, so good. If loving the Lord is wrong, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> and then just, like, Arsenio Hall's teeth and his gums and his long-ass oh. face. I'm telling it is ah, It's so I, perfect.
2: I love Nailed it. He keeps the energy me. up the whole time. Like, he's just. Yes. He's just the he's preacher. All, he's always
0: up here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay,
1: uh, question five, also a Patreon question, comes here to see the amazing man that is Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill. A great podcast that covers all things Netflix related. And what's he got there, Colby?
0: Yeah, what subplot do you wish had been explored more?
2: I think I, could have, I could have, wouldn't mind seeing a bit more of um, Simmy's experience in America. Yeah. Like he was a little bit of the comic foil, but he was a pretty cool dude in his own right. Uh, like I really loved their um, fighting at the start with the sticks I thought that was pretty cool Yeah, and I feel like they yeah. could have given him a bit more time and maybe he comes around you know this idea of not you know he hates being poor and, and living in that horrible apartment and stuff So, but maybe there could have been something that he had on his very own maybe
1: yeah I'm going to talk a little bit about him later with your question Liz the, oh, yeah. the one for me is what happens to his uh, wife to be like is she still bouncing around on one foot barking <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been a gold ending if it, yes. it just had her outside the palace, just doing just, that. That just, would have been uh, in the fucking background hilarious. Just... <laughs>
1: like...
2: Yeah. Oh no, she was an orangutan at that point. Oh, yeah, orangutan! Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> that would have been Amazing. hilarious. I would have loved to have seen that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I would have just like loved to see like uh, you know what kind of happens with uh, you know with McDowell's right? Mm. Just like you know, where <laughs> is it at right now? Right, like I mean, it's crazy. There's pop-ups that come up like every other year of McDowell's that pop up in LA and New York, but like you guys want to see, like you know, what is the what is the rest of the franchise look like? Who's running it? Right? Is it Patrice that's running? Is like we're going to keep this family-owned and operated? You know what I'm saying? I, I guess I could say Daryl, but I just really don't give a damn
1: about it. No,
2: him. I th- I think uh, McDonald's might have succeeded in their uh, <laughs> legal pursuit of <laughs> such yeah. a restaurant. To be honest, um, he really loved tartan, didn't he? That Cleo.
1: Yeah. he did. There's a
2: lot of Tarted in that film, which is interesting, but hey, you do you, baby boo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's there's, so no, there's no way McDonald's would have succeeded, man. He, like McDonald's has the Golden Arches. They've got the Golden Arcs. And McDonald's has the yes. Big Mac. They've got the Big Mick. There's a difference. There's <laughs> a massive difference. No, no. i got to be honest yeah. with
0: you. I'm surprised that the Big Mick can, like, literally they can advertise that because it sounds so racially insensitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, what do you no. mean? I mean the Big Mick. <laughs>
1: Wait, so what?
2: M- mick is not a racial word. That's just, like... That is a word that you'd use for a lady's part down here.
1: In New Zealand, it is. Is it really? It's term for yeah. a, for oh a vagina, yes. It's
2: not one that you'd use oh, wow. a lot, but like, yeah. Oh, it's not one that you use past would...
1: the age of 12. Yeah.
2: Nah, but yeah, <laughs> that's
1: it's funny. It's funny. not what I've heard <laughs> in 20 years, I'll put it that way.
2: I'm just saying, that's what I would think of if someone said, oh, well, that's a bit offensive. I'd go, yeah, lady parts, not racial. It's Being like a... we took
1: dick and then we decided to feminize it by making it mick. Well, makes... there's not
2: many good words for lady parts. No, there's not. Oh, that's <laughs> that's true. A lot.
1: Uh anywho, question number six. Also, Patreon question. We're basically just setting up our Patreon questions so they roll through them one after the other. This one comes courtesy of Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast. You guys know all about Tasteless Podcast. Go check her out. She's awesome. And what would you like to know there, Liz?
2: Hey, Em. Uh, em would like to know what side character would have had the best spin off movie.
1: This is going to piss off Liz, but Clarence, the barbershop owner, he was the man. I loved Clarence.
2: It's not going to piss
0: me off. It's I just great. probably wouldn't have gone to see it. It's so just not for why. you. Yeah, no,
1: I, I loved that's him. fine. I loved him. I thought you he was know. awesome. Yeah.
0: I would have Semi. Like, it makes the no, so most sense. Like, that's his right hand man. And it would be in the movie titled Semi Automatic. Ha! <laughs> It's him and oh his exposades. Ex- 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 He's like, man, you know what? This America thing wasn't that bad, right? So, like, we see him, like, kind of like hitting on the lady in waiting. And I love the fact that her name is the lady in waiting. Great, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then uh, he comes back to America to be able to try out LA.
1: Oh, yeah, I can take that. That would be awesome. That'd be really
2: yeah, good. I I like the idea of going with the wife, and that what does she do when he decides not to marry her, given that her entire existence is about. Bringing her up to please him, and then he's like, "Okay, well, I don't want to marry you." Like then she has to like relearn her entire life. I just thought it'd be interesting to be like, "Okay, so this is music. Oh yes, I like whatever the prince likes. No, you can like whatever you like." And like she has to relearn her whole life. I think that could be funny.
1: It'd be easy for her. She would just relearn it, however he wants her to relearn it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's got to embrace like her own like personality and stuff. I don't know. I think it'd be cool.
1: Uh, moves us over to another Patreon question. Comes courtesy of Nick Haskins of Nikolai's Kitchen, a great food podcast that Stacey's going to be on in a couple of episodes or so. She hasn't been booked or anything. I am just saying that until Nick gets right,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea.
1: I am just going to say that every podcast, so it's just going to be applicable to every podcast because she probably will be every podcast. She's going to be on in a couple of episodes or so. So who knows? But what Nick would like to know is how could this movie have been rewritten into a Shakespearean comedy or a tragedy? All right, me here, right? Oedipus,
0: Hakeem yep. like makes his way from from Zamunda to New York. Only the woman that he falls for is actually his dad, Jeffrey Jaffers' illegitimate child. And when he finds out, returns yeah. her back to Zamunda. He blots out his eyes and goes blind. Wow! Holy shit
2: balls. That escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So a comedy, right? Yep.
2: <laughs> Damn son. I kept it way I mean, more because
0: he, he, pretty, he pretty much made it seem like, you know, he's like, yeah, you want to soil your royal oats. Like, he's like this oh, is new yeah. for him. I'm pretty sure he's he spread a
1: seed all over the world. I, I yeah. ha- mm, Yes, I have a comment about that coming up. I'm just biting my tongue. Just biting my tongue. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, then what's yours, Sam?
1: Okay, so most of Shakespearean comedies are mistaken identities. And I thought it would have been really funny if right at the end, Akeem's standing there waiting for his wife to come down. She's got the veil on. And then when she gets to the end of the aisle, she pulls it up, and it's Patrice, the younger sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: he's like, hey, what the fuck? Because <laughs> we know that how Patrice was into him before she even knew he was a king. Patrice was incredibly I mean, was super
0: into him. Yeah. 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 I mean, literally, they, they, they barely meet. She takes his jacket, put it on his lap, and just starts feeling up on his <laughs> like, like, what a, In
2: public. <laughs> he likes Lisa, and yet he's letting her younger sister, like, do that?
1: At the same time, Liz, like, when you're a man sitting there and some girl does that, it happens to you maybe once or twice in your entire fucking life. So you've got no it's idea what it. to do.
2: <laughs> okay, I could, I could actually understand that you've got no idea what to do. You're just like, oh, my God, this is insane. Paralyzed by fear. I, I, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> nice. Um, I was a bit worried you were going to say the same as me, which was really boring, but it is the really obvious way to go, which is, um, yeah, Shakespeare, comedy of errors, um, mistaken identities. I would have just played off the print switch up more with more awkward moments of almost discovery, like really had Simi going in as the real prince and Akeem being like the manservant or whatever. Mm-hmm. As a comedy.
0: I could have done that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Uh, moves us over to our Allah standing questions. What do we got? So non Patreon this time. What's up next? What was the biggest dick move of the movie? Now oh, this is easy.
2: Daryl proposing to Lisa's th- dad instead of her, and her dad saying yes. Ooh. Oh yeah! What
0: the yeah. absolute fuck! Like, how does any man think that that'll work? <laughs> I just like what the absolute. He's like, fuck? I got this idea. This girl's actually into me, but instead of me just like asking her, like an upstanding guy, I'm gonna ask her dad, <laughs> and I'm gonna do it in the most public forum that we've been in in a while and just think like you know what she can't say exactly
1: and we see (laughs) her as a strong-willed character who has her own ideas and opinions you know what i mean like she's not like meek and demure like of course she's gonna be like what the fuck dude
2: (laughs) but it was clear in the movie and even sort of makes it really obvious daryl is that he like fundamentally misunderstands her like on an absolutely deep level because Mm. he's like she just wants to be controlled and i'm like no, she really doesn't. <laughs> like you absolutely have no idea who you're dating. You are
1: such a tool. Exactly. It's kind of funny because yeah. it's kind of echoing what happened in uh, Zamunda, you know? It's kind of like same thing. Where it's like all be already being oh, arranged.
2: That's true. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've already mentioned the dick move by Patrice. So I'm going <laughs> to yeah. so move on to the other one. I like You mentioned the father. I really felt a bit awkward when, you know, he, Daryl shows up and he's just like, "Now get the fuck out of here, mate. My wife's, oh my daughter's potentially going to marry a prince. You're old news, bro. You're, you're gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After he was kissing, he, he and his family's ass the entire movie. Exactly. It was like, holy shit, man. Eyes on the prize. My daughter's going to become a queen. This is amazing.
2: It took him a while to actually act like a dad as well. It wasn't until like the king was like, your daughter's common so trash bad. or whatever. And he was like, wait, hold on. Oh, hold no, on, I can't be that. Yeah, yeah. How dare you speak ill Jack- of my daughter, even though I've basically been trying to sell her to you Yeah, exactly. Like-
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir. You've just reminded me. My daughter is not a product. She's a human. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, yeah, a little no, bit I mean, late yeah. on that, Cleo. Do you
0: want fries with her?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's the Big Mac. I mean, yeah. I do believe that nothing can trump the dickish movie of the entire movie is Daryl throwing the fucking strawberry milkshake at the guys when they were literally cleaning up. Oh,
1: yeah, oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, come on. No, just for anybody who is drinking anything and disposing something, especially when somebody's cleaning it up, and it happens. You're in a mall, you're outside a park, something like that, and somebody's changing the trash. Like, literally, I will wait. Till like, a new liner's done. I'll never, like, because you just never know. And I won't toss anything. I'll gently, like, place it in there. And I'll ask, hey, do you mind if I put this in there? But yes. this jerk-off, yeah. like, takes this. And it's, it's a thick. But he barely drunk it. There was so much shake left because they are drenched. Yeah. Like, it was, oh, dick
2: A hundred percent. I used to work at McDonald's, funnily enough. And, um, yeah, you, you could just, there were some customers, you were just like, God, you were just the most entitled prick. And, actually, I think um, everyone should have to work in, like, retail or um fast food or something for like Agreed. a year of their life and oh my god the world would be such a nicer place i was just
1: about to say the same thing man like, the number of karens yeah. that go out and abuse servers on the weekend it's like if you All gary's yeah if they made a rule so that like hey if you abuse your server for no reason you legitimately have to then go work at that restaurant for a year on the weekends to deal with more of you that would people would change their opinions change their attitudes and yeah i completely agree
2: the thing that really kills me about that is when you get like politicians going oh well you know us rich people have worked for our money. I'm like, but you really think you work five times harder than someone working at McDonald's? Because I can promise you that isn't true.
1: No, nah, exactly. And this we'll is over to question number nine. What do you got there, Liz? All
2: right. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film?
1: Well, Colby's already alluded to the fact that the king has gone out and so does wild oats. And Colby's also oh. got a question about how Don Amish and uh, Bellamy show up playing the same characters they played in Trading Places. So what I'm wondering is, has the king come to New York, bang someone else, and then had an illegitimate Eddie Murphy from Trading Places character? Because Eddie Murphy from Trading Places and Eddie Murphy in this film look very, very similar. So does Eddie Murphy have an illegitimate brother running around New York?
2: <sighs> it would be weird if Eddie Murphy from one film and Eddie Murphy from another film didn't look similar. I'm just throwing that out there.
1: Although saying that it is Eddie Murphy. I was Eddie about Murphy. to say, how many different yeah. characters does Eddie Murphy play? <laughs> That's fair. Okay, I'll allow it so that was the thing i was thinking i was like if there's a tie-in universe and they've got two guys that look exactly the same does he have an illegitimate older brother that is the subject of trading places with dan Aykroyd? does it become like
0: a like a like a man in the iron mask story exactly exactly
2: (gasps) talking of bad films (laughs) i like it
1: exactly there's a rightful heir to the throne this is turning more and more into black panther the more i think about it man
0: yes it is i was about to say that (laughs) (laughs) holy shit you know business. oh my gosh it's just it's making sense man i'm just saying man wow We will now take the powers of the black Panther. <laughs> exactly <I mean. laughs> oh man i, I like that it. i like that uh, in my mind i was thinking about like yo what's like the political climate in zamanda where does like the joffers like get like their money from like their wealth they're like is there some type of like you know not vibranium <laughs> that they that they have that just makes them so wealthy because i mean just they are dripping in opulence. So, you know, we get we, we move into this film and it's like this gorgeous palace and just like how many people probably work for them, right? How do they all get paid? What is it? Like, you just can't say, oh, we're kings just for king's sake. Like the money's got to come from somewhere. Keep producing something to keep generating more money, right? Yeah. Like that's how you keep power. So I'm like really interested. Like, you know, what do they sell? Zybranium. <laughs> Zybranium.
2: <laughs> no, rose petals. Like, think you know, how much. I will it- say, I've
0: always wanted to know, do they pick them up and reuse them?
2: Well, no, no, they didn't because we saw them, you know, um, heading up to his shitty apartment. And they're really dumb to think that he wouldn't see those and immediately go, well, my father's here because who the fuck else has rose petals everywhere? <laughs> but I was just <laughs> like, that true. must be their greatest like agricultural product, ro- roses, because they must go through a lot of roses, Like petals. special
0: roses. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, almost like the heart-shaped herb, right? It's only available in Wakanda. So maybe they have, like, a specific rose, but, like, the Zamundan rose is just, like, yeah. super bad. Yeah, I like
2: that. Yeah. I liked yeah. that running gag the whole way through. I just thought it was excellent. Yeah. Anyway, um, my answer on this is uh, I uh, probably slightly more profound. And then it's just, like, the, the fact that movie timelines are always like this, where, you know, the man falls in love or the woman falls in love within, like, a couple of weeks. I wonder if that's actually had an impact on, like, culture. You know, like... Women watch these things and go, Oh, I need a man who's going to do the big gesture or who's going to fall in love with me in a week. Or men are like, Oh, well, look, this woman's giving me the warm fuzzies. And so I clearly just only ever want to be with her. I don't know. I just wondered if it was impacting society as a whole.
1: Yeah, I feel like it maybe has permeated culture a bit because there is that expectation when you watch these movies growing up. Like when me at high school was like, Oh, I can easily going to tell who my wife is because I'm going to love her the first second I see her and she's going to love me. And it was just just like fall into each other's arms and laugh happily. And fuck, that just never happened. Fell into a few arms drunkenly, but I've never fell in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I always kind of figured that there'd be some guy who'd like do the big song and dance or like write a song about me or whatever. There's a lot of singing in Hollywood films, I notice. But Yeah. yeah. No, it hasn't happened. Speaking about singing in, in Hollywood heart.
1: films, I loved the homage to Singing in the Rain where he's like dancing up and down the streets in Queens and people just yelling like fuck you, shut up, and shit out. The <laughs> yes! <laughs>
0: fuck you Yes, too. fuck you. <laughs> I mean, the amount of like how quotability this film is is just like it's it's really amazing. Yeah. Good morning, my neighbor.
2: <laughs> I just loved hey, all the swearing. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yes! Yes!
0: Yes! fuck you too (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i want that on a shirt i should get that tattooed on my back yeah you should
2: but i loved all the swearing it wouldn't have been a proper you know new york movie without all the swearing or so is my understanding of new york
0: so
1: yeah yeah. this is a perfect segue into our next question which is what quote from this film be the worst to hear after sex
2: oh begs going first because i have a great one and i don't want you guys to steal it what is it freeze you diseased rhinoceros peasant
1: I still Sam's. No, you didn't. You didn't. It was, a, it was in the top three. It was in the top three.
2: That was my favorite by far. I was just like, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty bad thing to have heard.
0: What do you got? I can take this two ways, right? And I wonder if you remember it. This shitty enough for you? Oh, son! <laughs> when the taxi cab driver drops him yeah. off. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or if also want to go with something like a bit more. I will cherish this experience for the rest of my life. <laughs> rest of my life.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think that would be nice.
1: I like Although, that one.
2: I, I mean, obviously, I am that amazing, but there's only to
0: scream about it. Sure, Jan.
1: I, I've got, I've got two. The one, the, my runner-up was McDowell. <laughs> After Eddie Murphy starts describing a game of American football to him, and he's like, Oh, the Giants of New York are the Packers of Green Bay. And the fact that Miguel <laughs> just looks at him and goes, Look, son, if you want to keep working here, stay off the drugs. <laughs> 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 so that's pretty good. But I've also got to channel my Samuel L. Jackson and just go, Who the fuck is this asshole? <laughs> 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 my my other favourite one was a swearing one and talking about the whole fuck you thing was Clarence in the barbershop going, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Who's next? <laughs> nice.
0: Man, that barbershop is just great. Goodness gracious. Yeah.
1: So good, so good.
0: Absolutely. It was okay.
1: <laughs> fuck you. Who's next? <laughs> no, fuck <Kobe.">
0: you. Colby. <laughs> next. Yeah. This is one mine. So question number 11. What other city slash country, aside from Queens, would Akeem have the most success in finding a bride
1: well i started thinking about this and i was like queens sounds like a pretty good place to find a woman and then i was like what about queensland in australia as a whole holy shit we all have the same one don't we and then i was like well there is queensland but even better than that in new zealand australia's yeah not very nice people (laughs) queensland probably (laughs) not the best place to go so i was thinking queenstown in new zealand come to queenstown it's a town full of queens Queen's it's also a beautiful fucking place
2: it is Google at it, Queenstown. It's beautiful. And you can Google get that. a banging burger there. Correct. Burg burger.
1: You can. Mm, it's called it's a Berg burger. It is, yeah, it's next level insane.
2: I didn't even think of going with anything in New, in New Zealand, which is quite mad, actually. You think it would have come to me, but no, I went. Have on you the gone pun. Old Zealand? No, I went on the <laughs> pun route. I see what you did there, but shut up. Uh, I went on the pun route, and that I think if you're looking for romance, oh, you Jesus. should go to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Told you you'd hate it. Oh wow!
1: Wow! 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 <laughs> I,
0: mean, I, I, I chose Queen. I, I chose Queensland. I figured, like, imagine this movie being like an Aussie adventure, right? I didn't know that Queenstown existed. I'd definitely go to New Zealand versus Australia. 100%. Yes. What do you got, Nick's Colby? Yeah. So, question number twelve: What are the characters from an Eddie Murphy movie would have been better to cameo in this film besides Randolph and Mortimer from Trading Places?
1: I mean, it's it's too easy. I was going to go with Alex Foley and then Nick Nolte from 48 Hours, and I want them arresting Samuel L. Jackson and just, like, riffing off each other. Like, I would love to see the three of them just going to town on each other, just ripping each other apart, roasting each other as they get thrown, as they throw Samuel L. Jackson to the back of a police car. That would have been my little cameo.
2: I was also stealing the police theme, but uh, I think that, um, you know how they were deciding should they go to Los Angeles or or New York first? I think maybe (laughs) they could have gone to L.A. first, and then um, it would have been, like, a total disaster. And and then they end up like getting picked up for soliciting or something. And um you could have had someone from the Beverly Hills cop cast like pulls them over and like you know, it's like, Oh, you can't be doing that here or whatever, and then they're like, Oh, we've gotta get out of here, by the way out of it and then spin the map and go, Oh look, there's Queens.
1: We should go there. We should have gone there in the first place. It's like Judge Reinhold or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with Beverly Hills Cop and I'm
0: gonna go with Bronson Pinchot, his surge character. Oh, Surge this. So yeah. So so instead of passing by homeless guys, right, Hakeem and Lisa, they're strolling through a night market and they see a unique piece of art who was created by Serge, and Hakeem not only buys the piece of art for Lisa, but then buys everything that he has, which then funds his operation to be able to go into art dealing and art whatever in LA. Oh, that
2: is brilliant.
1: That's a great answer.
2: Yeah, he's better than you at this.
1: He is. He's crashing. <laughs> well, you've got to crash on your favorite film, Liz. Otherwise, what are you up to?
0: I That's mean, legit. A. That is legit.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: So this is my favorite question. Number 13. If not McDowell's, what not real restaurant would you have featured in
1: this film? Okay. Here's the funny part about this. was I was like, well, what sort of best describes American excess and love for fast food? I was like, we, a fat Burger, that'd be hilarious, that'd be funny. And then I Googled it, fat Burger's a fucking restaurant chain in America. I'm like, I It is. <laughs> it was like, since 1947, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's you think around. of it, you done it. Is it
0: good, Colby? It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's like outside the top ten.
1: It's all right. So then I, so then I like just started riffing on that, and I was like, what's McDonald's's biggest enemy? Maybe Burger King? So I was like, what about Burger Queen's? In Queens, makes sense. That was about the yeah, only thing I could nice. come up with after Fat Burger that was, that got stolen. That was mine.
2: Yep. That's way better than that mine. Was mine. That was
0: yours. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you got me. I went with Burger Queen, and you know how the featured sandwich at Burger King is what?
1: Uh, the Whopper. Uh, the yeah.
0: Whopper, Whopper. Whopper, yeah. Right? But in this instance, it's this Burger Queen, right? We're going to have a little bit more feminine spin on it. We're going to have the Whopper. <laughs> a spin off of Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's Whop. So instead of- Why not call <laughs> it the Whoopie? Because the song, the song is called WAP. Is WAP. So WAP. In this instance, it's the, it's the WAP-er, and that stands for wet-ass patty.
1: Wet-ass patty. That's oh, good, man. right. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Now my deep philosophical debate is if I went into a restaurant and saw a WAP burger, wherever I <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's some
0: wet-ass patty. One of us has I'm to bring it's up it's like... the other white meat, right? <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs>
2: where's the beef <laughs> oh my lord oh man well my answer Perfect. sucks as per usual
1: <laughs> at least you're honest I'm sure it's good
2: oh yeah I own this shit I just wasn't feeling very creative I don't know but Sam's gonna hate this one but I, this one I did take New Zealand level so um, New Zealand has this chain of restaurants that my dad always likes uh, which is Valentine's oh. and I thought that's that fitted with like the romantic sort of scene of the film right so I think we should do it but um, Americans love their Italian, so I'm going with Valentini's. And they could just uh, copy the whole same thing, but just chuck an I at the end, or whatever, Valentini's.
1: Cool, on to my questions.
2: Uh... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was shit, but I answered, and that's all that counts.
1: Uh, yeah. Anyway, with all seriousness now, it is on to my questions. Uh, so as we've mentioned, uh, James Earl Jones has played some of the like most famous dads in films before. He's played Darth Vader, he's played Mufasa, and now he's, he's also played King Jaffa in this. So I want to know from you guys, if you guys were a kid at school, and, and one of these was your dad, which one would you be happy bringing them to school as you bring, to, you bring your dad to school day sort of thing? Uh,
2: it's clearly got to be Mufasa, because <laughs> as a kid, I'm going to be pretty fucking cool if I turned up with a, with a lion.
1: You'd probably be the only kid in class after he goes full circle of life and eats every <laughs> fucking kid in the class. <laughs>
2: That's fine. I never really liked all the kids I went to school with anyway. So, you Good know, no
0: great loss. I mean, it'd be pretty dope. You know, like just hear him say, a king's time as a ruler, rises and falls like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set my time here and will rise with you as a new king. I'd love my dad just to speak that into my life on a daily basis. That's true. Yeah, I like that.
2: I'd love you to speak that into Everything my life on like a daily teaches.
1: basis. <laughs> Damn. bow everything we'll we be
2: talking like, about well because <laughs> 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 that's, that's,
0: oh, that's
2: the most inappropriate I to go with, <laughs> hey I'll, I'll,
0: take it, I'll take it yo i go i'd go with um i go with um darth vader there's some like really like trash teachers that i had growing up and i would love for him to like choke like to force choke several of them <laughs> My dad wasn't always around when I was a kid. And, I mean, apparently neither was Luke's, you know sure. what I'm saying? But, like, at least, like, he was doing something productive, you know, like trying to rule the galaxy. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the fuck my dad was doing. I don't know. But, like, yeah. And then, like, you know, I'd, I'd have some, like, you know, like, I'd be, like, Force-sensitive to like, some special things buried with inside of me, the battle, the you know, the dark and the light and whatever. You know, it's cool.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You get to have Force powers. Like, most people look at King Joffrey and be like, him. But was like that guy will come to school and try and bang every one of your teachers and everything like that, man. He's trying to solve wild oats everywhere whereas like you're right with Darth Vader like you come to school and one of your teachers like oh there's no way your son's going to graduate and he's just I find your lack of faith disturbing and then fucking force chokes the bastard for a window you'd be like yes yes Dad, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yes
2: then you're going to grow I up with force lightning very... my principal you're going to grow up with very violent tendencies whereas Mufasa going to be like it's okay son you're trying
1: to tell me that You'll a lion is over. not going to grow up with very <laughs> violent tendencies
2: <laughs> I feel like he ate less people than Darth Vader killed. I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: only Probably. because there was nobody dumb enough to live in that fucking area of Africa that he was, like, patrolling, man. Look, you got to do Did you see, see any humans there, right? in that area? <laughs> Fuck no. Mufasa was fucking up every single last one of them. Well, look, if,
2: if my dad is a lion, maybe I'm a lion too, so then he, my whole class is, li- I don't know, man.
1: No, this is the weird, worst part, is you have to be half lion, half human hybrid, Liz, so you, you're going to be weird. You're going to be, is that like a yeah, griffin or like something? A, I'm an Isle of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, Isle of Dr. Moreau, like you're gonna be Wonder Woman's Arch nemesis. Sounds kinda of fun. <laughs> weird cat lady. You're gonna be starring in cats. Do you want that for yourself, Liz? Yeah, you're gonna be an apex predator. <laughs> you want that? Well, only because you said the part about the cats thing, because that did not do super well, so You're gonna be half woman, half I'd pussy. Liz. A...
2: Okay, we need to move on. This is
0: <laughs> yeah, <next some> <laughs> shit.
1: Next question. Uh so in the film we see there's quite a few palatial jobs that pretty bad you know there's one that has to wipe him after he goes to the toilet there's a woman that has to clean his penis in the morning and bathe him and stuff like that but i want to know from you guys what palatial job do you guys think would be the absolute worst
0: so like being a bather could either be the worst or one of the better jobs mm. right like i wouldn't want to be the bather of prince hakim but the lady in waiting i don't know if she's like does she have a bather of her own i'd take that job
1: there we go think colby's thinking you get
2: quite you get quite pruney like, I don't like getting pruny hands. I'm more of an in and out of the shower kind of girl. I got things to do. I got a lasagna. In Yo, how oven.
0: long was she under the water for? Like, that was a long scene. Yeah. Right. I don't think I have the lung capacity for that.
2: So no, honestly, it's got to be the poop wiper. I can't, I, I can barely handle my own yeah. poop, let alone anybody else's poop. I'm like oh, my God. Oh, heaven forbid changing any like nappies or diapers for the American crowd.
1: It's it's pretty bad, but at the same time, like my joking answer would be the taste tester because I love my food. Oh, yeah. And fucks having to stand there and take a little bite of some of the most delicious food that you ever see, and then you're not allowed to eat the rest of it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, have a bite, have a bite. And then the one day that you do your job real well is the day you get fucking poisoned. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> like, yeah, that's not ideal. Good point. That's a pretty bad one.
1: Yeah. Uh, moving on to my final question. I mean, yeah, we've hinted at how there's a bit of similarities between Zamunda and Wakanda from the Black Panther film. I don't know from you guys, would you guys rather live in Zamunda or Wakanda?
2: I'm going Wakanda. Like, I love me some technology. I can't live without it. I feel like Zamunda would be too traditional and wouldn't embrace the technology.
0: So I'm doing it. Wakanda all the way. Same. Yeah, Wakanda all the way. Technology means a lot to me, right? I could be like a spy, you know, like kind of like how Lupita Niago's character is. You know, I may not be like obviously, I'm not a woman, so I couldn't be in the Dora Milaje, mm. but like, yo, I could be like riding on some rhinos. It's like some cool, you know, you know, tribal cloaks and whatever. Like, yeah, I got no problem with that. You know, I could be a war dog, yo, like, mm. you know. And then who knows? Maybe, maybe I prove myself and like I want to challenge the king. I may die, <laughs> right? But like, I could also be the king. Like, at least I know I have a pathway to like to, to greatness, kinghood. <laughs>
2: or
1: uh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> like, even if you well, die, about- you get to play around in a pretty cool waterfall, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's really, like, scenic. Exactly. Yeah, but
2: what about the lack of royal bathers? How are you going to cope with that?
0: That's tough. That's, def- that's, that's definitely tough. Yeah. But um, I think we make up for it. I mean, I, I can bathe myself, you know? Like, the, the bathers are like a plus. Like, that's that's a nice <laughs> They're plus. They're nice like, to I'll, have. If I want some substance, yeah, you know? Like, the, the, the White Apes Clan and stuff like that. We have come down from the mountains! Like, I love that, you know?
1: The only, the only question I have for you guys is, how do you guys feel about alien invasions? Yeah, you know what? Um, Inevitable. Thank God there's a dome. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. They do have a dome. <laughs> there's a dome. We do have a dome. I got, We got
0: allies now. That's you true. know what I'm saying? We, we, we ventured out to the world. We're playing nice with folks. It's like, like you know, we, we got allies. But yeah, um, you don't have to worry about aliens in Zamunda.
1: It's true. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Anyway, it moves us over to Liz's questions. What do you got there, Liz?
2: All right. So question 17. Something that really I found a strange decision uh, is that they he the prince had never met his wife before his 21st birthday, yet they said that she'd been chosen to be his wife at birth and, and been raised to be that person. Why would you not introduce them sooner?
0: Well, you don't want to ruin the mystery, right? True. Sure. <laughs> like that's like, that's the key to romance, the mystery. Keep things spicy. And I believe that she's been trained to be his wife, but I believe that there's a selection of girls that go through like these trials in order to be... Like you know, wife worthy. So um, it could have been her, could have been someone else, right? Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Because if she like died at ten accidentally or something, then what
0: the you're gonna do. That's true. Yeah, you got to get her sister, right? Make sure they're all like you know prepped up and ready it's- to go. And I'm pretty sure if if Akeem says no to her, then there's someone else that she's gonna go to. All these other like royals with their sashes and the and the leopard sash thing, like you know, that's yeah, whatever you like, buck like a dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It'd almost be like their version of the Olympics. They'd just have like all these, like 10,000 girls that get selected, and then they just train and train and train and train to do all these different things, and then they just pick the winner, you know?
0: Yeah. Would it be the Hunger Games? It'd be the Hakeem Games.
1: Yes! There we go. Nice.
2: Well, there's a good spin off. There we go, <laughs> <little> right?
1: <laughs> I love that. And
2: then you get to be the winner. You've championed, like, you've, you've become the champion over these 10,000 women. Like, it's a once in a lifetime thing. You're like, oh my God, I am the victor. I'm amazing. And he's like, yeah, I don't really like you. I'm going to go out with this chick from America I met. Like,
0: oh. <laughs> What's the point you. of my entire life sequel, until this point? In this Not sequel, even. I hope that they're, they're probably going to hate her. <laughs> they, they've just got to hate her. Who's this light-skinned black woman coming here to rule over us? What is going on?
1: Absolutely.
2: You say that, but James Earl Jones isn't exactly, like, super dark, is he? So that's he's... true,
0: with his blue eyes, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I kind of looked at him and went, wait, is he mean to be, like, full African? Because he seems pretty light, but hey, what do I know? Hey, Maybe that's tells him under rolls. Yeah. uh all right question 18 um i'm curious whether you think simi is the best friend ever or the worst
1: he's he's absolutely the best he's absolutely Definous. the best friend ever the, the one time he abuses his powers is to get laid and like he even says to him i haven't been laid in a month or whatever in like you know long time and it, like you know what i mean like yeah. he's put up with so much shit you've gone from this life of opulence to just, hey, we're going to America. Awesome. Hey, we're going to the shittiest place I can find, and we're going to live there, and we're going to work shitty janitorial jobs.
2: Fuck yeah, you. Why did he want to go so shit? Like, why couldn't he have found a happy medium?
1: Exactly. And then Simi goes out. Like Cincinnati. Jazz, j- jazzes up the apartment. <laughs> I got that from the good place. Yeah. <laughs> I should be somewhere medium.
2: Like Cincinnati. I should have ended up in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, anyway. But even still, so, like, he jazzes up the apartment makes it all nice, you know, and then he's still like, nah, let's move into the, the landlord, you know, Frankie Faison. Let's move into his place. I'm like, fuck, bro. You're one, like, loyal friend, man. You're Samwise Gamgee just putting up with shit.
0: But who
2: puts yeah. a jacuzzi in the lounge?
1: No comment.
0: He's a he's a rock star friend, right? Like, and yeah. he's like, He's like the guy that, like, you know, he's a good wingman. You know he's uh he, he challenged him. He doesn't back down, right? Like he gives him he gives Hakeem some perspective. You know, like I think it's like, he's wise, right? He's not like, like some jerk off or anything like that. But no, I think he, he was good. You know, he tried to get his too. Like he said, yeah. it's the longest time that he hasn't had sex in like forever. So like it was tough for him.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and to be honest, he was pretty re- like he'd argue and then he'd see that his friend was sit on doing whatever, and he'd be like, okay, I'll go with it. But I loved his face when um the king's like, you must be punished. You must be confined to the oh, yes. suite at the <laughs> yeah. Royal Astoria, and you must be bathed thoroughly. And he's like, "Yay!" It just like yeah, thank, you, face glee. <laughs> yeah. thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Some of those facial reactions in the movie were just so good. Like the oh, woman he, he yeah. the older lady, he gives the, the earrings to on the train. Like that was just gold. Where she's just with such glee when she sees it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, finally, question nineteen: um, If you were a how would you have handled admitting the truth to Lisa? Did you think you did it right? Or would you have done something different?
1: Well, look, here's the thing, Liz. You don't want people to know you're a squillineer, okay? You want a girl to love you for you. So I reckon he did it pretty well. He let her meet him, see his true character, get to know him. Obviously, it's a huge revelation. It's something you don't really want to keep from somebody for too long because their life is going to be irreversibly changed by it. But at the same time, you, want, you don't want a gold digger. You want somebody that is just like, generally into you. And she is. And that she proves that. Yeah, I, I, mean, I
0: I I I couldn't agree more. It's it, it's one of those things where it's like you, you, if, if you're looking for like the real deal, the real McCoy, mm-hmm. and you want that genuineness, you just gotta you gotta kinda keep it up. And you just have to like, you know, he 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 probably wanted to find a better way as opposed to like chasing her in the middle of the rain. But like I think his his he had more time, right? Remember, he was given forty days to do this. And we're I'm thinking that we're probably like, you know, three and a half weeks in or something like that. Yeah. But his dad kind of like, you know. You know kind of, you know messed it up you know so I, I think that if he had a little bit more time he would have done it with a bit more finesse
1: absolutely
0: so when would you have oh goodness gracious you know what I'm a grand gesture kind of guy so I, I, I don't know I, w- I would have found something that really mattered to her right like, like hey by the way um, you know you no longer have to work for your dad right yeah I'm like well why not because you know I bought I bought it, <laughs> I <own> it right?
2: <laughs> we've got more stores now than McDonald's
1: yeah, so yeah. like good <laughs> And that takes us down to our final question, which, as I mentioned, out of uh, like the sequel pretty much comes out either the day that we drop this episode, or actually, no, it'll, it would have been a, probably about a six or five days before we dropped this episode. So people might be watching, but we're recording, obviously, like a couple of days before it comes out. And I'll know from you guys, how pumped are you guys for a sequel? Yeah, scale of one to 10,000, as we normally do.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go see this sequel. I think it'll be pretty funny. Like I said before, really pretty stoked that I've come across this movie, because I wouldn't known about it otherwise um so i'm gonna put it at a good solid sort of nine thousand out of ten thousand because i'm wow. definitely gonna go see it yeah like the thousand is for you know if there's another covid friggin lockdown or something then i won't be able to see it so that gives the extra thousand like i'm True. not gonna like break lockdown to go see it but otherwise i'll be there
1: yeah i'll go ahead of you Cole, because i feel like you're gonna bring it home i mm-hmm. was really excited but I've, I've stopped watching trailers so i haven't seen a trailer for this film uh, the only thing I know about it is I've seen a little snippet of what the plot is and I was like, I'm just going to leave it at that. But then I read something that said that there's going to be a PG-13, so there's, there's going to be only one F-word in the entire film, oh. and I was like, oh, that irks me a little bit. At the same time, I'm still like a seven and a half, like 7,500 out of 10,000. Still really excited. It's definitely, you know, in terms of films that are coming out this year that might be coming out this year, it's definitely on my top five, so yeah.
2: All right, Colby, it's
0: your turn. Yeah, take Bring us it home. home, Colby. 6,000. Wow. So you got to understand, right? This is one of those things that should like, be preserved forever. And I'm the biggest proponent of remakes, reboots, and sequels. However, the long overdue sequels have not had the biggest track record, right? Correct. Yeah. Take a look at like Z- Zoolander, right? Great first oh, movie. So much, yeah. 20 plus years later, we get Zoolander 2. It's awful, right? This is now coming, what? So we're talking about 88, excuse me, 80, yeah. 89 to 2021. This movie's almost as old as I am. And <laughs> <laughs> I, so on its face, I was not excited originally, but then I saw the first trailer. I love the first trailer. Like, oh my God, like this is, it, it's funny, right? And it was edited very slickly, but it was a, it was a short first trailer. I'm trying to be like you, Sam, too. I'm trying to watch, watch less and less and less trailers, right? Mm. And then trailer number two came out. And I'm like, oh, what happened to like trailer number one? Oh, Leslie Jones is this. Oh, now we're going to show all the cameo. Oh, and then, so like that, that brought me down to like a seven. And then I found out that it's not going to be rated R mm. that brought me down to a six. Mm. Um, I think the magic of what makes Eddie Murphy like go, is just how raw that he can be. He can just be able to go for it. Honestly, I don't understand like, what's the point of making it PG 13? Cause th- this film was never about trying to like make it super duper marketable. Like to be like a four quadrant film. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And granted, like, yes, the original intent was to have it released in theaters as opposed to Amazon and then, you know, be able to make a whole bunch of money off of it. I mean, and the first one did well, you know, cost $20 million. It made almost $300 million and it stuck around for all this time. But I'm like, just go for it, man. You got to like really bring it. I want to see this old and like kind of like not bitter, but just like, you know, wiser Hakeem. And then to find out that he's got a, a, a son, like, oh, my gosh, like mm, you know, we can really, really go for some <laughs> stuff. But <laughs> now we're like, oh. I don't know, so I feel, I don't. I don't like knowing that a movie's likely going to pull its punches.
1: Yeah, I just I can't get over it. I can't like. Why would you make this? Like, if if you're a fan of the original, if you're a fan of swearing, you're a fan of crass language and like stupidity that revolves around it, then that's what you want.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm just trying to stay optimistic. Is it the same writers? I appreciate it. Is it the
0: same? No, this. So this is with Craig oh. Brewer, who he's he worked with. Um, he worked with Eddie Murphy on Dolomite is My Name. So that that gives me a little. Oh. Bit of... Okay, that gives me faith because
1: Dolomite Is My Name is probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. That one just blew me away.
0: Yeah. I'm mildly excited, but I am excited only because I – not that it will ever, like, taint what the first one was, but it's just, like, I don't want it to feel like it was, like, inconsequential. And, you know, it's – we'll see. But we'll see. I I mean, next week. Yeah, next week. March 5th.
1: And, yeah, that sort of wraps it up. That wraps it up for this episode of Movie Reviews and 20Qs. Thank you, Liz, for joining me. But uh, well, enough from Liz for this week. What about you, Colby? Tell us about all your podcasts and everything amazing that you'd like to plug before we end the show. Um,
0: yeah, man. Well, once again, just thank you for having me. Um, I mean, my podcast is on hiatus, but I, I am going to be bringing it back towards the middle of March uh, with my own award show kind of celebrating the best of 2020. Uh, the Golden Colbs. so that should be fun. <laughs> awesome. um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get everything all together now for it, so um, that's going to be great. Um, yo, but like for those that aren't following me, please do so. You can follow your boy. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Kobe Told Me. When I'm in the mood to write, you can check out my website at kobe told dot com. So when they ask you where you heard it from, you tell them Kobe Told Me.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much, Kobe. Uh- Amazing. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to get in a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and Twenty Qs, or you can find us on Twitter where where we are our most prolific at Movie Reviews In, or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. I'd Like to thank everyone that's recently become a Patreon. You guys are awesome and keeps the lights on and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, that's thanks for me.
2: Thanks for me.
0: Gracias para mí.
1: Awesome. <laughs>
2: Shit, I wrote the. So so I clearly had something, and now I can't remember what it was that I wrote. So...